Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Xbox The Box, an Xbox podcast. My name is Potato Chief and I am with my good friend... Alice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just pointing random. Yeah, uh, we're it's a, bit of a, it's a bit of a light news week this week. Uh, we got a little bit to talk about, but we, we're just going to have a bit of fun, just a bit of a chill. It's a chill episode, episode 16. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're going to start off the episode how we always started off, of what we've been playing. So, uh, Alice, what have you been playing? Uh, not a lot March is a bit of a dry week, too, because... I've been looking out for my sister's family, who's just like arrived over to my parents for about the second week in the way. They'll be leaving like soon, so. But I've been like helping out with my nephew to play Sonic Generations on the Xbox One. Nice. Like he just keeps like constantly getting stuck on it, so I had to like help him whenever I'm around. And if I'm not around, he probably ask my brother-in-law or my sister to help out. <laughs> but uh. But apart from that, it's just like really simple enough to set it up for the kids. But in regards to me, Halo Infinite is just like, well, boring, not so much going on this week. And Paladins, I've been playing less of it. But, uh, well, it's just because, like, I just felt more compelled to write my fifth draft of my novel. So I've been spending more time on that. So, but as I just went through the story again, as I improve it, it just gets better and better, which is why I'm more interested to finish the draft off than like playing the game. So you'll probably not hear much from me. But I've blew off the dust of my 3DS, Ooh. which now I've been playing Kirby's Dreamland. Oh, nice. And I've been playing on extra mode. So the extra mode is just like so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like a lot of unpredictability but you have to like try hard to make sure you learn their patterns and everything all right but i noticed on my i just like noticed on my 3ds i also got a bunch of games which i didn't know i have like a few game games like sonic triple trouble and mean bean machine and i've also got super mario brothers deluxe and i didn't know i owned that it's just actually the super mario brothers released with a nintendo game boy color yeah but i noticed like it was part of an offer in like 2013 that if you were to link your 3DS to the Nintendo Network account so you can use it in the Wii U as well, then you get a free Super Mario Brothers Deluxe game too. Yeah, I think I got that as well. Yeah, it's got multiplayer as well, and it is the, it's the first version of Super Mario Bros. to have multiplayer. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's like the same as the original, but like slightly squished because it's four by three. I, I remember it. I've got, I've got yes. it. I've got the next version as well. It's fun. And then um, me being, yeah, I had to Beam constantly is, make uh, sure that I don't. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, gonna... I just like constantly made sure that I don't want to fall into those pits because it just like you go up, then yeah. you just like further up, and then you just don't see your footing. Yeah. Uh, so you just have a risk of like going for a cheap death. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was gonna say, Beam Beam Machine is uh, Puyo Puyo, isn't it? Really, it's just a normal puzzle game, but it's Sonic. Yes. And then they've, uh, if you watch Sonic the movie, the assistant has a coffee place called the Beam Bean, so that's a reference to the, to that, obviously. So that's, that's quite uh, funny. <laughs> it's interesting you brought up Sonic the movie too, because I've watched it on Monday, oh. and I rented it on Amazon, and I got yeah. the kids to like see it too, which is quite nice. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it just ran out because once you start watching a movie, you have like 48 hours to watch it again. Otherwise, uh, you, you have to pay for it again. So. <laughs> oh, that's annoying. Uh, I, I, I've, got a, uh, I've got the first one on Blu-ray. I need to buy the second one on Blu-ray at some point. I really enjoyed it when I saw it in the cinema. Um, I'm not a massive Sonic fan. I'll put you, but... into... <laughs> I'll put you into Nintendo. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm not really a Sega fan, really. I mean, I, if you ask me what the best Sonic game is, I always say that there is no good Sonic games. They're all rubbish. <laughs> they're badly designed. <laughs> they're badly designed messes. The best one is probably Sonic Mania. And that's not even an official. Well, it is official, but it was made by fans. This is just hilarious. Mm. I love Sonic Mania, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm a Nintendo. Sonic boy. is made better <laughs> by the, f- yeah. Sega, Sonic is made better by the fans. Yeah, and I don't know what how the Sonic Frontiers is going to get better or not, but we'll have to see. It's because the thing with Sonic, um, the thing with, thought- oh god. My general... uh, I was going to change the subject. Oh. Uh, were you saying about Sonic? I was going to say my general thing with Sonic is that it's designed to be go fast, as fast as you can, blah, blah, blah. But if you go fast, then you can't react quick enough to hit and stuff. And if stuff comes to you too fast, then you can't actually react. So then it becomes a trial and error and trying to remember or memorize the, pa- the paths. But then you only have a limited amount of lives. So you can't memorize the path. You have to basically memorize the paths run out of lives, start the whole le- whole game again, and then try and memorize your path through again. <laughs> or you're just going to go very, very slowly, which Sonic isn't really designed to move uh, slowly and do slow platforming. So it's like... Or do you, like what? It's a bit of a bad design choice, really. Uh, I think you're playing into the misconception because you're paying attention to the more marketing aspects of Sonic because... Um, Sonic is designed where you're constantly. It's pl- Sonic is like playing with the one button head stuck down with tape for the Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> you just have like Sonic like constantly running, and it's just like you need to have momentum in order to go through routes and bits like that. Yeah, like Sonic the Hedgehog is designed so you can just only like move around and you only press jump, and that's like. D-pad and one-button approach. Yeah. Whereas Mario Brothers, it's just like you you walk and jump, and you also got the extra button to not only like hold it to one, but you also fire fireballs for it too. Yeah. But Sonic is always designed with a D-pad and a single button in mind. Yeah. Also, also Sonic the Hedgehog is not meant to be fast. It's just like you constantly run, but you don't run sprint or anything like that. But, uh... but it's been marked. It's only. It's just it's being marketed outside of Japan where Sonic goes for like hyper speed yeah. and it's been taken into account like the Sega Technical Institute where Sonic ends up like running faster on Sonic 2 and Sonic 3 and that's how they develop with a market in mind. Yeah. But if you compare it to like Sonic CD, which is, well, you could say it's a sequel from to- Sonic 2 to like the original Sonic. And you notice it's not built on speed but it allows for more exploration and you get to travel between different um, time zones and everything like that. So Sonic isn't really built with speed in mind, actually. (laughs) Yeah. 
I mean, the, it's the original Sonic, is like, because you were saying about going through loop the loops to get momentum and keep going. Like, you'll do like a loop the loop, and then you'll hit an area that's like got a blind jump in it, or just a blind spikes or something. Like, something you wouldn't be able to react to quick enough. No human being would be able to react to in normal circumstances. So it is more of a tra- and then it becomes a trial and error thing. But then that's why I suppose you have the one, the one ring thing, isn't it? Where basically you lose all your rings, but you can still get your ring back and then continue playing. So you can take a hit, but obviously, it's not like Mario is like one hit and you're dead unless you get like a mega a mushroom and you grow right. So it's like I don't know. I've just never been a super super fan of uh, Sonic. I think uh, Mania is probably the best one in my opinion, but. That's just, that's my opinion. If you're saying those problems from like the original Sonic, then you would certainly couldn't play Sonic Defense because these games yeah. are like so fast, even with Sonic Rush, that you even have to boost in order to gain more speed and you <laughs> just keep bumping into things. Yeah. And that's only when it just gets really linear, boring, because you have to go fast in order to get to the goal. And that's without taking account of what you can do in the level yeah it's it's yeah but i've I've never really liked sonic because of that really it's it does feel as a lot more trial and error than uh than like actual reaction speeds a lot of the time but you know it's one of those things and and i haven't really gotten into legend of Zelda (sighs) because i'm just like hmm I like to play it, but I'm not that interested to play it. I still have a beaten Breath of the Wild, but I think I might be get contradicted because I used to play Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening DX when I was like a kid yeah. when I got on the Game Boy Color, and it's just like, oh wow, I love this game; it's so good. But yeah. I just usually like the party where I've beaten uh, Link to the Past on the 3DS, wow. but. I got the Majora's Mask for the 3DS, and I haven't even started playing it. <laughs> I got I got Majora's Mask on the 3DS. I never finished it, but Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games ever. It won my Game of the Decade uh, award for uh, when we finished when, when we were finished when it was 2020. I did my Game of the Decade, so the like 2010 to 2020. Uh, Breath of the Wild is my number one. Uh, I adore that game. It's just like it's an open world game, but it's it's like similar to what Elden Ring does now. It's it's an open world game where it's there's like no markers or anything. And you just it's just you just explore and you find what you find stuff in the world yourself. And it's just like oh, I found this. I wasn't told to collect twelve coconuts and then go back to this person or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's like it's like it's a it's a proper adventure. I I love Breath of the Wild. Ugh. Can't wait for the second one, <laughs> and I'm a big, I'm a big Zelda I, fan. <laughs> but the, yeah, I only like did about a portion of the game, and I keep forgetting to play it. Oh. Even though I've got a physical card, I can put on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, but I somehow like didn't play this much. Oh, this, that is despite I bought Sonic Mania for the Xbox, which I purchased for the Switch and PC, and been playing it on my Xbox again. <laughs> I got Sonic Mania on my Switch. So I need to, uh, I finished Sonic Mania. Um, I, I like. I did like. As I said I did enjoy Sonic Mania. But yeah, <coughs> Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games ever. It's just one of those games. Just it's like, almost like a good book. You just like you just lay there and relax and just play it. You know, it's like it's like it's you, you don't have to think too hard. It's just you just it's just 
explore the world and enjoy yourself, you know. I like, I like, uh, well, you'll be pleased to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. Bye bye. Um. Uh. So Sonic for T is is basically Breath of the Wild with Sonic in it. Are you interested in yeah. it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, me neither. Because <laughs> it looks awful. It's just a. I just feel that after I've seen everything on Sonic Team. And the fact it took five years since Sonic Forces to develop that. Wow. I think people are interested in it, but I've been holding my breath and I'm like, uh, I'm not sure if I would be invested in this. It, if it comes to the Xbox Game Pass, I'll check it. Same. But that's as far as I can get. Yeah. Also, the Sonic Origins got like 25% off the price for the sale. Oh. But then I'm still not interested to get Sonic Origins. And I would rather get Link's Awakening uh, for the Switch. But it still comes in at the full price. Oh. And that's among with like Pokemon Arceus. And I'm just getting a little bit more interested in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. But just be careful of the leaks coming around. Yeah. I knew some of them, but but I think it wouldn't be fair to just, like, stake them in the podcast. No, don't, so. don't, don't, don't. I don't want to see any leaks. No leaks for me, please. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you say about Sonic Frontiers. Just be careful. Yeah, Sonic Frontiers comes out the day before God of War Ragnarok, so good luck with that, Sonic team. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, like everyone's gonna be like, oh yeah, come out uh, November 9th, I think, or November eighth. I can't remember the exact date, but it's just, it's just funny to me that like everyone will be like, oh yeah, Sonic F- Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, this is our review. Oh, God of War. Never mind. Bye. <laughs> like, well, you're gone. you'll be interested to know that. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet comes out a week later, so you might as well save up the money for that instead. Oh yeah, I probably will because I'm, I, I'm a bit. Well, we, we'll get this. We'll talk more about this in the main subject of the episode. But my pre, I'm a bit annoyed at PlayStation at the moment. So <laughs> I know what one consumer's opinion doesn't really make much difference, but me personally, I'm a bit. I don't like giving them money when they're being like this, to be honest. But. <laughs> we'll get to that soon. We'll get to that at the end of the but episode. Speaking of PlayStation, yeah. But speaking of which, I've also like touched Overwatch, Ooh. but I only played the training section on my PC because I found out that you can actually merge the accounts now. Ooh. Basically, how it works is you go into Overwatch, and if you signed up at Blizzard.net for all versions of Overwatch you play. It gives you an option where you can check up on which accounts you have that you want to merge for Overwatch 2. So I signed up the PC version and I got my PlayStation account, which is recognized. Nice. I just went, uh, redid the connections because I changed the, I think there's a player ID for the PlayStation and Xbox since I last played Overwatch. So I updated the connections. It tells you about the cooldown, but ignore that because if you just disconnect yeah. and reconnect your same account, it updates your player ID. But it still recognizes it anyway. So I just like accepted it. And now I'm just ready. Like when Overwatch 2 comes over, I should be able to sign it on the Xbox and I get to play it like for free and have all the skins I got from the original Overwatch. Oh, nice. Maybe I'll be Tracer. But the only thing is... <laughs> yeah. But it's just like... Uh, it says it's going to be free to play, but at the moment you have to pay for 
Watchpoint pack. Yeah. And I'm just not sure I'll be willing to pay it for it just yet. I'm not paying for it now. As long as I can be Chaser. <laughs> can be Chaser. Now, I'm going to be um, yeah. Reinhardt. Reinhardt's the one I usually used to play as. I like to be in defensive tank. Yeah, yeah big tank. Just my giant shield with a hammer. I just go... <laughs> mm. And what's his name? Just the like one... Master Chief. Yeah. <laughs> what was the one who looks like the Grim Reaper? I forgot his name now. Like Skeleton. Reaper! Yeah, Reaper. I used to use him as Reaper. well. Those are the two I used to use. This was ages ago when it first came out. I've played it in a long time. I need to synchronize my accounts though, because I got I got an Xbox one and I got it on PC. So I'm gonna try and get the link. I'm gonna link both of them up to my Battle.net. So. Oh, why? Yeah. So Xbox and good point. So you play your Overwatch in your Xbox and PC, right? Yeah. Did you did you link your X? Did you link your Xbox to your Battle.net account? I have no idea. I think probably not, but I I, I might have. I'll have to have a look. Uh... Well, well, I think it's quite simple because uh, depending on which version you play, you just sign in, oh, okay. click on the account merge on the main menu, and then when you cl- click on that, it just tells you which accounts you have. So because you played on the PC and the Xbox, it should show you those accounts. But if you don't, then it just gives you a QR code. So you can get over to Battle.net to tell you how to connect your accounts. And it's just very simple. I think it goes like, you go into settings of Battle.net. You can do it on your web browser. And then you can sign in with your Xbox account under Connections tab. Just like how you did with the Epic Games. Yeah. I've I've just just found my disc for it. So I'm going to put this in later. (laughs) I've got the case. Nice. Can you open it? But <laughs> I haven't used it in ages. It's just blow the covers off. I just kind of wish that I played Overwatch on Xbox instead because that was back when I was like playing so much of a PlayStation that yeah. I defaulted for the Overwatch. But ever yeah. since I decided to sell my PlayStation Four and don't game on my PC anymore, I played so much on Xbox that. I don't want to get Overwatch for that or the Nintendo Switch because I because I ever have to start from scratch yeah. and go through all those things. So it's probably better that, especially that you no longer pay for loot boxes after this month. Yeah. So therefore, you'll probably be better off like waiting for Overwatch Two to come out. But yeah, definitely try to get the Xbox and PC accounts ready for Overwatch Two, and it will ultimately pop up as long as you connect your xbox account over as I'm well i'm gonna so try to do that pr- i'll try to do that tonight <laughs> definitely they've said that uh play a mm. overwatch <laughs> haven't played it in a while um <laughs> yeah so i so is that all you've been playing this week is uh is that so so that's about yeah it. so i've still been playing prey I, I was telling you about this last week uh, arcane game it's really it's growing on me a lot it's really good i thought i would stop playing it but i'm still kind of into it it's uh it's very much like bioshock but you're in a giant space station instead of like a, instead of rapture so you're in like a giant space station you gotta try it it's like almost like a metroidvania like you're trying to figure out how you get to certain areas and then you get a weapon or like a code or something that opens up a certain area so you can go back and backtrack uh it's really cool it's like it's got it's got the system in it where like um 
You can like this is an old game, so some people are like, "Oh yeah, this is old, uh, old game, old." Blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I'm enjoying it. Uh, it has a system where it's like if you pick up junk, you can chuck it into this this machine, and it turns it into materials, so you can build stuff, which is cool. So like if like if you like you know, like you play like these first person shooters like Bioshock and stuff, and you like just going, "Oh, I'll just pick this like tin up or this pencil or like piece of paper." Or whatever crap you find on the on like a, on a desktop, just literally you can put all that and turn it into a weapon or whatever later on, which is cool. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. It's it's like Bioshock, but it's like got uh, like because it's arcade. It's got like Dishonored type uh, powers. So you could do like the blink, you know, like blinking uh, Dishonored, where it's like you could like go fast, like like skip forward. Have you have you played Dishonored? Yeah. yeah, you could do that in this as well, and it's like you got cool like sci-fi I... weapons and stuff as well. Brad, I only played the little on my PC. I just got off to go through the opening sequence and got into prison. So that's as far as I can get. Prison. Yeah, the, this is the new prayer. Anyway, this is like the arcane version. Oh yeah, you're talking about um, Dishonored. Okay, yeah, uh, but no, uh, I'm, I'm actually... really enjoying it. Pray. Uh, I would have to put this in because I just found out posted today as you were talking about Prey yeah. it says here that Raphael Colantino has revealed that nobody at Arcane Austin wanted Prey to be titled Prey All right. feeling it's gross to have it release something under someone else's IP so oh. I think it's referring like there was a Prey game that's released was, by yeah, I... 3D Rams that's published by uh, take two, and then you just have Prey that is released, and you have it like named after someone else's IP. That's a shame. So... That's a shame that because it is a really good game, and I would recommend anyone playing it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, as I said, it's very Bioshock, like all System Shock or whatever. It's like that. Type, it feels like that type of game. And appar- uh, apparently, do you mind if I talk more about it because there's more information? Yeah, yeah, to yeah. This. yeah. So yeah. I don't know if this is, is this a new story. It was never. It was envisioned to be a entirely different IP, and it's not based on the 2017 IP. Yeah. And it's not meant for fans of Arcane or the game. It's just that Bethesda was insistent that Arcane's next project had to be called Prey, and it's called the decision to be a non-educatable compromise. Mm-hmm. Now, it's just more to do the relationship with Bethesda. And and I think it just it wasn't particularly a popular decision with the oh. studio there, and they even like they were so uncomfortable with the decision that they had to apologise to 3D Rams who were behind the original Prey of 2016 oh, wow. and said it was like a also a kick in the face to them, so they just wanted to apologise to them many many times and it wasn't their intention to steal their IP so. Yeah. When it was first announced, I was like, gosh, they stole their name, and I don't think it's that particularly special. And not only that, Prey is just meant no. to be an entirely different game, so it's a bit awkward. Yeah. But we can all blame the best of that. <laughs> That's a bummer, that is. I didn't realise that. But the game itself is very good, even if the name is like misleading. It's nothing like the original Prey that you were talking about, because I remember I played the original one a little bit. Like you're a native, you're a Native American, and you get abducted by aliens, right? Whereas this one is like, mm. 
this one, you you wake up in an apartment and you like you, and it's like okay, everything's normal, and then suddenly you, the next day you wake up in the same apartment and then everything's broken, and then you find out you're somehow you're in a space station, and it just gets really weird, and it's like these these things called mimics, which are like these black goo monsters that turn into other objects and stuff. So you can walk into a room and there's like there's a mug on that table. I don't remember there being a mug on that table. And it's actually one of the mimics, like hidden in, on the table as a, as a mug, or like any item in the place. So it, and it's just like it's like it, the more the more I play it, the more you lock, like you like find out more about what these mimics are and how they've worked and how they became a thing and what they're doing in the space station. And it's like got lots of like video, like audio logs and stuff like that. You've got like rooms to unlock, and it's like a Metroidvania because you've got to go back and forth between areas. It's a really, really good game, and I, 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 no one's played it. No one write, no one hypes it up at all, and I really feel like I, it deserves some praise. It's a shame about the name thing. I didn't know about that. That's a bummer, but the game itself is fantastic. I would recommend anyone playing it. Um, apparently, Prey Moon Crash is the DLC. I haven't played that yet, but apparently, a lot of people say it's like a better version of Death Loop. Uh, it's made by the same people who made. It's made by the same people who made Deathloop, but they said they made a better version of it with the Moon Crash DLC. A lot of people I've heard say that. So if you want to play Deathloop, there's your op. It should be coming to Xbox any day now. But if you want, to, if you're impatient, you can play the DLC. <laughs> DLC for Prey. Um, I'm looking forward to playing that when I've beaten the game. I've I've spent hours on it. It's so much. It's such a good game. I said it reminds me a lot of playing the original Bioshock. Uh, highly recommend it. No one, no one's played it. <laughs> no one, no one's played it. But I would recommend it uh, highly, personally. Uh, the, the name thing's annoying. That annoys me. That does. It's a shame that it gets a bad reputation because of that. Because it is a fantastic game. Um, that's all I've really <clears> been playing this week. Is pray. That's what I've been obsessed with it. As like literally like all whenever I get any spare time, I play. Spend like three or four hours on it. <laughs> So yeah, mm-hmm. looking forward to Deathloop when that eventually comes out, and I'm looking forward to Redfall when that comes out. So, Arcade, you got you've, you've got your hooks into me now. <laughs> 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 so you that's uh so you you've just been playing Sonic, I've just been playing Prey. So that's really it, isn't it, for the what we've been playing? I guess. Well, not mainly Sonic. It's basically my nephew's been playing a lot of Sonic, not me. <laughs> My my nephew is like, but he was like so addicted to not only Sonic but also lots of like games too. Like he's just like so hooked. All like, right. Oh, he doesn't like eat a lot, and it's just like oh. uh, I don't. I want to play Sonic, and then he just couldn't eat his like his main meal. Or oh, you gotta go to bed, but I want one more game on it. So yeah, it's gonna be a problem <laughs> toddler day. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> my 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 nephew just turned four this week, and is he's obsessed with Pokemon. So it's like basically everything that my sister got him was Pokemon stuff. So it's like a Pokemon toys, Pokemon figures. I, we bought him an Ash Ketchum outfit, so uh, it'd be funny to see him in that. Um, he's like a Pikachu. Out- he's so yeah. I'm gonna have to teach him how to play Pokemon when when I when I go over and visit him in Australia. So, and I also want to teach him Minecraft. Well, my sister doesn't know about Minecraft, and I I think that's a good game to teach kids. So I'm totally gonna 
be the one who shows in Minecraft. Because yeah. <laughs> I live in Australia, so I don't well, get to see him that often, unfortunately. But but I do. That's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, well, uh, he's interested in Pokemon, but only like watching it on TV. Yeah. He hasn't like played any of those games. All right. So it's just like, yeah, just seeing a Pokemon as a TV show. Fair enough. But, so I wouldn't be surprised if he gets into it. Oh, but yeah. I think he's probably going to be like so glued to Sonic that he would just like play on the stuff I used to own as a kid for the Sonic stuff. So therefore, he's probably the uh, Sega fanboy compared to the Nintendo fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> We're but. Uh, it's, it's weird that we're the older generation now, and all the kids are uh, like we're like watching kids becoming uh, gaming fans. We te- teaching them how to play, like what gaming stuff is. As I said I'm definitely sure my na- my nephew uh, Minecraft. As soon as I, as soon as I get the opportunity, I'm gonna like go show him how to play Minecraft for sure. Because that is just like yeah. Because my sister doesn't really know Minecraft, He's... so it's like I do. So it's a good uh, stepping stone. <laughs> He's a step brother. Two, he's like eleven, and he's yeah. like playing Pokemon and Zelda on Switch. So nice. <laughs> you probably like, but but he's like trying to like catch up with him. Like he prefers showers instead of baths, and tries to like okay. enjoy football. So so uh, yeah, it's just like <laughs> yeah. I like football, so <laughs> I don't like playing football. I like watching football. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, their their family is like. Supports Liverpool. Oh, what do you support? Oh, oh no! <laughs> I, I'm a Man United supporter. I'm probably gonna get hate for that in the comments as well because a lot of people don't like Man United. So, but I've always been a Man United supporter, and the reason is because my uncle and my family have always supported them. And uh, I used to like him because of Ryan Giggs, but it turns out Ryan. Well, we're not sure what's going on. He's in court at the moment, so. He might be a bit of a douche, yeah. or he might not be a bit of a douche. I'm not quite sure what's going on with that. Uh, but I always used to support. Ryan Giggs is a '90s superstar in Man U. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, because I'm. It's just basically I'm Welsh. Man U versus Liverpool. Yeah, it's because I'm Welsh, so I was always like, for years and years and years, because Cardiff City and Swansea were never in the Premiership. I always used to support Man United because it's like Ryan Giggs is Welsh. That's so like the closest we're going to get to a Welsh team in the in the Premiership. Mm. <laughs> So it was just watching Ryan Giggs play. That was literally it for as well as a kid. And I've always supported them. But yeah, not a lot of Liverpool fan. Uh, we beat him last week. It just week. bothers me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Even though we suck. It just bothers me. Uh, sorry. Um, it just bothers me. It's just like, oh, there's someone who does electrics for the shower. I was asked like, oh, do you watch football? Uh, no. Uh, and there was like Matthews, uh, my step nephew. So it's like, Oh, do you know Chelsea? Well, I know a little bit. Do you Ooh, like football? Chelsea. No. Well, if you come and check, well, there's some football over there, so you can watch it with me. And I, no, I don't. I don't watch football at all. I know I've got pre-evolution soccer four on the Xbox, but that's the Ooh. only football game I own. But my nephews is just like playing football on their PlayStation, and they're just like, no, I don't want to do football. I would rather play Halo than like play football. So I'm not interested in football at all. And then my mum brings up and say, "Oh, I used to own Arsenal T-shirts. Well, that's because it's got a Sega Dreamcast on it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's hilarious. I didn't know that. Uh, and also for our American listeners, we're talking about soccer, not 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 egg not egg handball that you call football for some reason. 
Because you you throw an egg... Not football! <laughs> Not American football, which is where you use a, an egg-shaped ball and you use your hands, so it makes no bloody sense that it's called football. Anyway. <laughs> you should play American football, though. Yeah. Man, you beat Liverpool last week, so I'm, I'm happy about that, even though Man United's been sh- terrible for the last 10 years. <laughs> We've been awful, but we won a match, <laughs> so I don't care. I'm happy. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm going to get a load of shit for this. And this. Like, that's the thing. You, like, you could say political views, or you could say anything on the podcast, but as soon as you say what football team you support, that's when you know, the real hate comes in. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh you like Xbox that's well, cool I, I prefer I think... Playstation so, well you like Man United die scum I was like oh okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> well you'll be interested to know that my mum and dad prefers rugby and they don't watch football at rugby's all. good too I'm Welsh so I should support I, should, I do like my rugby so <laughs> make sure that England loses badly yes hopefully that thing is crossed <laughs> People don't get that with uh, 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 this. Is totally, we're totally going off subject. I don't care. Screw it. People don't get that. Like when they, when they go, do you support England? And I go, no. Like, Why do you support England? They're your neighbours. Blah blah blah. It's like because they're our rivals. Like that's how sports work. You don't support your rivals. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm a Man United supporter, so why would I want Liverpool to win anything? Why would I want England to win anything when I'm Welsh? It doesn't make sense. Like, like, I don't understand why people don't get that. It's like they, they, they get confused when they say I don't support England. It's like, it's like I'm Welsh. Why would I? <laughs> like, you're not going to support Wales. You know, look, uh, I think you. if you just keep on going, people are just going to end up asking you, yeah, what is Wales? What is, <laughs> what is England? Wales is a country that is next to England. and We are all part of the of Great Britain. And call uh, where is Wales? It is next to England, <laughs> in the, and then you you live in Cornwall, which is part of England, but it's trying to be independent, but it's not right. If I remember correctly, I can't remember Cornwall. Uh, one of my nephews is originally from South Korea, so he just came over and he, he literally <laughs> asked me like where Wales is. I even had to bring oh. out my phone, show a map, and just point. Yeah, this is Wales, right next to England. <laughs> it's this little tiny thing on the side of England, and then the top half of where you think England is, is actually Scotland. And then you've got this other island on the side of it, and there is Ireland. And then there's a half of that is Northern Ireland. Well, a little bit of that's Northern Ireland, which is also <laughs> a different country. And then you have like the Isle of Man, which is also a different thing. And then you have Guernsey, which is also a different thing. And then, <laughs> and then Cornwall's kind of it's England, but it but it's like its own thing as well, sort of. We we have lot. We're a complicated little island. <laughs> the Great Britain is pretty complicated. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and I, I, is someone cooking waffles and eggs outside? I can smell it. <laughs> I I I I'm in Cardiff. You're in Cornwall. How would I be able to smell all your your neighbours are cooking? I'll smell it through the the webcam. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I think that smells like waffles. I like waffles. Yeah, so I'm going to get a lot of hate. This is probably going to be my most hated episode ever because I, I said I don't like England and I also said I support Man United. But it's not the most hated <laughs> if it's not mentioned in the title and description. That's true. It will be most hated because this episode is going to be called something like uh, PlayStation's Greedy or something like that, which is also going to get a lot of hate. But it's true, damn it. I don't need to talk about it. 
which is our top. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the news. So, so what's the news? <laughs> yeah, let's just change subject back what's to the news. The news. There's not what much is news. The next uh, for... box? Why is it still hot before it's end of September or is it August? <laughs> it's August. Is it still August? It's still August. When we record this, it's still August. When this goes out, it's September. But there you go. Yeah, it's very hot over here. Uh, I'm burning <laughs> up. <laughs> Gone off subject. Yeah, again. I just couldn't believe it. It's still hot. So the news. Not much news this week. Um, Phil Spencer had a was talking about his talking about Xbox, and said that he believes the future will be less exclusives. Which like, duh. I thought it was kind of self-explanatory. He's like saying, if I can't, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here because I haven't got the quote up, but he said something like. Uh, if someone in your household has one pl- piece of plastic and you have another piece of plastic and you can't play video games with each other, then there's something wrong. And we need to break down that barrier, essentially. So he's basically saying that he wants more. He wants crossplay to be more of a thing, which, like, yeah, of course. That's, like, what Xbox's thing is, right? Also, like, cloud streaming and PC and all that. And traditional exclusives, where it's, like, you have to own the box, is going to become less of a thing, which... With Xbox, is already not a thing anymore because you could have a PC or you could cloud stream any game that's on Xbox. And PlayStation's going that direction as well. With, um, with like, Spider-Man I'm going on PC just recently and that's selling really well and God of War and Uncharted. All these games going on PC and doing really well. So, traditional exclusives are going away. What do you think about that? Are you, is that, are you sad about that? Are you happy about that? What, what do you think? Sorry, traditional exclusives. Yeah, to like consoles, like that, because that's like what this big. That was big. The thing that most people got from this Phil Spencer interview, he's basically saying that he believes in a future where, if you own a different box, you can still play the same games together with your friends and stuff like that. And traditional exclusives are going to become less of a thing going forward in the future of gaming. Yeah, I think it's just going to be down to how people play their games. Yeah. Because it's just basically you, PlayStation and Xbox are the same. You just like it's going to be a preference to which console you prefer to play because you're going to end up like having the same games you get on a PC. But I think it's just like what the people should be doing is just like when it comes to design of the consoles, it now has to be unique yeah. and not just a any kind of system. I just prefer Xbox because it has better multimedia capabilities and I yep. prefer their online services so I chose that instead of a PlayStation which I was not impressed with yeah. and it's just those kind of decisions I make because you just no longer tell like which is the best system to get for, for the games yeah. because most of the games you're going to get is just going to be on, the sis- on both of these systems anyway if you compare it to like Sega Genesis well Sega Mega Drive and the Super Nintendo yeah. you'd Definitely have a huge diversity in which games you can get for any of those platforms. Because developers used to be in the past where you had to choose whether they would build from the Meg Drive or whether they build for a Super Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, with third parties, apart from obviously when X- when PlayStation pays for blocking rights or Xbox pays for exclusivity, there's no point having a game that's exclusive anymore if you're a third party developer. 
Like, you make more money being on more systems. It just makes sense, right? But if you release a game, you want to release it on the Switch and then on the Xbox and then on the PS5, you know, and you want to be on every system you possibly can. The only only exclusives that make sense are obviously first party now. And even they're kind of going to go extinct at some point. I mean, Xbox has got the best, like, kind of middle ground where they can literally put all their exclusives on PlayStation and on Nintendo, but they go, ah, but if you want them cheaper, you've got to get Game Pass. Like, that's, like, the best like the best scenario is that if you're a Game Pass user, you feel like you're getting the best value for money and getting all the Xbox first-party stuff first, even if they're no longer going to be exclusive, you know? Um, I mean, obviously, we've got to still get Starfield and stuff, but... Does that mean maybe the Activision stuff's not going to be exclusive? I'm not sure. It's it's interesting. Um, mm. I feel I feel that like they should just make everything exclusive, but then that I feel like that is kind of old fashioned sentiments, and uh, and it'd be bad for PlayStation owners, I suppose. I don't know. Well, Sony is already getting really scared about like losing games to Microsoft, no. so. But I think by the time Microsoft gets Activision in the deal, yeah. Then PlayStation, PlayStation's existence as a competitive player is threatened. Oh yeah, which is why they are trying to make sure that the deal doesn't pass. Otherwise, they're going to lose a lot of games because Activision and Blizzard has got a lot of popular games under their belt. Yeah, mainly Call of Duty is the big one. Uh, but like also, but then as, as I was just saying with the uh, like kind of like almost semi-exclusive thing, is that. Call of Duty, they they never have to make Call of Duty exclusive, but the fact that you can get it for ten pound a month on Game Pass, going forward, means that obviously the prefer people will prefer to be playing Call of Duty on an Xbox if they have any common sense anyway when it comes to pricing. You know, it's like oh, I could save money by just getting Game Pass and getting Call of Duty that way. You know, I it works out much cheaper just to buy like maybe get an Xbox Series S and get game like if you only play Call of Duty. Just get a Series S and like Game Pass, and then you're good for like for, for like forever. Basically, I don't know. It's uh, because there are people who only play Call of Duty, and there are people who only play FIFA and stuff like that. So th- those those are obviously going to be an issue. But if you get them on the, in a subscription, then maybe it work out better for you. I, I don't I don't know. It's a, it's a strange one. Um, I would I I I feel like. Xbox has only just started to get exclusives, so if they start getting rid of exclusives, it's like we're going backwards. <laughs> um, it's weird. Um, I don't know. I, I I like the idea of a of a more of a crossplay future where we can all play games together and all be united as gamers and not be restricted by what piece of plastic we bought, uh, which plastic box is better, and all that stuff. I kind of feel like that gets a bit tedious after a while. Even though obviously I'm Team Xbox, I do feel like talking about plastic boxes can get a bit, be a bit silly. Uh, I've kind of gone on a rant there. I'm sorry. I've kind of, <laughs> I don't really know where I'm going with this. <laughs> That's why uh, it's been a slow week anyway. Oh yes. Yeah, so, so is there any other news you have? I've only got one big, one more bit of news before our topic of the show news, uh, which is Assassin's Creed Mirage has been leaked. Ooh, the next Assassin's Creed. Uh, apparently it's back to basics and they're getting rid of all the uh, new RPG systems like uh, branching choice lines and stuff like that. It feels more like the original Assassin's Creed's. Uh, it's going back to Baghdad and it's going to be very similar to Assassin's Creed 1. 
And apparently rumours are that they are going to have a remake of Assassin's Creed 1 as DLC for Mirage. I think that's what they said, which is weird. But um, yeah, I'm interested. Uh, it's not... I, Assassin's Creed 2 is my favourite Assassin's Creed and the Assassin's Creed 4 as well. I've never really been a fan of the westernised RPG versions that they've done with the Odyssey and Valhalla and uh, oh, what was the other one? Odyssey, Val uh, Origins. Origins, Valhalla and Odyssey I never was really a big fan of. Assassin's Creed 2 and 4 I'm totally in for. So if it's going back to basics I'm totally down for that. Uh, is that something you'd be interested in or are you just not into uh, Assassin's Creed at all? I'm like preferring more Prince of Persia because I think they prefer too many like Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, it's there's too. It's quite a lot of it compared to the new Prince of Persia now. Yeah, I mean Prince of Persia was such a good series and they just stopped making it. I don't. The, the, the remake is still being made at some point. That's still coming at some point. We don't know when. I mean, they like I said they might be coming out like twenty twenty four or something ridiculous like that now, but. Yeah, so the new Assassin's Creed is going to be going back to basics, which is I kind of like because I don't like the new Assassin's Creed that much. But then I'm like, how how when you say back to basics, how back to basics are we talking? <laughs> um, AC two is my favorite, so if it plays like AC two, I'll probably enjoy it a lot more than I uh, like Valhalla. Uh, yeah. Oh, this is kind of supposed apparently supposed to be like a stopgap between this and Assassin's Creed Infinity that's coming out, which is supposed to be like a live service game, which I'm like really not looking forward to if that is real. Uh, that's been rumored is a live service Assassin's Creed, so like Destiny Assassin's Creed. No thanks. <laughs> I'm good. I'm not super into like those type of games. I like I like Destiny when it came out, but I haven't played it for years. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. How, so you prefer Prince of Persia? <laughs> Let us know, uh, what about like Beyond Two Souls? Uh, no, uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, that, that's another Ubisoft game that's mm. disappeared. Uh, yeah, like Activision, they've been uh, were accused of basically every development studio in the Activision working on Call of Duty. It feels like Ubisoft is the same with with Assassin's Creed. Like literally. All their time and resources are just gone into Assassin's Creed games, and like, I don't know, have they ever been that successful? They don't feel like they're that like, the same level as Call of Duty when it comes to like sales and stuff. Or, or am I like, am I on the outside looking in here? Like, what, what do you think? Uh, I'm not that fast. I think there's, I think they really need to try different ideas, but I think it just goes in the basis where. They have to make keep making sequels in order to keep their franchises relevant, but I think it's just like milking them in order to make sure people are still interested in it. But yeah. I think there's such thing as having too much of a good thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I'm not. Like, I, I kind of got bored of Call of Duty after Black Ops One and Assassin's Creed. I kind of got bored of it after Assassin's Creed Four. Um, I feel like, as you said, too much of a good thing. It's like they got all these amazing IP in Ubisoft. Like, why not make a new Splinter Cell, make a new Prince of Persia, make... I know they're gonna, they are making Beyond Good and Evil 2, but, like, where is that? Like, why don't you put more of your resources into those games instead of making more Assassin's Creed games? Like, surely they've got to be seen... Like, I don't know why, why Assassin's Creed is, like, their one franchise that they put loads of money into. I don't understand that. 
because I don't think it's ever solved. Well, as I think as the kind of question. I think the kind of questions we need to ask, though, is when is Halo multiplayer, so the campaign co-op, is going to come? It hasn't arrived now, so now it's just waiting on three for three. Like three for three is now confirmed some infinite delays. And they said that the the campaign co-op is is going to be delayed, and it looks like the forge could well be delayed too, which is not going to be looking very good for like season three. Bloody hell! <laughs> I feel that if the free free is going to delay forge any times, like if they're going to delay that and not going to feature in season three, then Halo Infinite could well be dead. Man, the yapping is already been confirmed for 6th of September for two weeks, and it should be great. But after that, it's going to get less and less relevant. And by the time we get to season three, it's just like it's going to be a huge drop off, unless they're going to introduce something huge for it. But now it's just like yeah. they're going to delay more of the features there, and probably going to end up starving the game to death. Because so, I checked on like Steam charts, and that's only for like the PC version. Yeah. But at the moment, it seems to peaking around like six thousand players on the PC version on Steam, mm. but doesn't like suggest what's going to be like for Xbox and the PC version from Xbox Store on the PC. I see. Okay. Uh, so we're, on, we're talking about Halo Infinite now. We jump from Assassin's Creed Infinite to Halo Infinite. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean. I'm, if they are, if they is delayed again, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I like we're talking about resources, right? And resourcing people. It's like free for free. Surely you should have enough staff. Microsoft should be like, are they understaffed in free for free or something? Because they never seem to be able to hit their targets. Is that they have all this stuff that they should have released ages ago and it's still not out. So that's that is. Well, that's the opposite to Assassin's Creed, whereas Assassin's Creed has too many people working on it. I feel like Free for Free has like nobody working on it. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why Halo is everything gets delayed all the time. Like, surely Forge and Co-op multiplayer should have been there at launch, and it's still not there. Like over a year later, well, it's mad. I'm afraid that I think if just if they're ever gonna like delay it, because they don't really have time before next August to yeah. like get to release them because it, I in fact if if it's going to keep on going for months and they didn't don't introduce anything new then this game is practically dead and it's not going to be worked on anymore and it's all because like free for free they're not really treating this situation seriously no. like they tried to fix the game numerous times but it just seems as if they're poorly managed and they can't even get the more content over, so it's just frustrating. It is. I, can, it, I, I hope they I hope they fix it. Um, we always have issues. There's pretty much every episode of the X Master Box we talk about Halo and how they need to fix it. I hope they will. I hope mm. they will. Um, so that's all the news for today. Should we move on to our topic of the show? Yep. Topic of the show. Do, do, do. Um, uh, welcome to the topic of the show. Uh, the PS5 has a price hike everywhere in the world, apart from America. Uh, Xbox and Switch both say, nah, we're not putting our prices up because we're not assholes. Um, PlayStation are like, yeah, well, we're greedy, so we'll have your money, please. 
that that's, that's pretty much the topic of the show is do you think the PlayStation 5 and Sony are greedy I got a Forbes article here on my phone which is uh, basically talking about the greed of PlayStation and uh, uh, they're starting to get a really bad reputation all of a sudden uh, it's it's weird. It feels like Jim. Ever since Jim Ryan's took over PlayStation, it's become a really, it's it's, it's got this really greedy reputation. Um, and I I I know people are gonna be like, oh, fun boy, fun boy. So I would say the same thing about Xbox at the beginning of the last generation, like the beginning of the Xbox One. Don Matrick um, was a was a tyrant. He was he was horrible. He was awful. And Jim Ryan, I think, is the same person. <laughs> I I wouldn't surprise me if he. Well, I had to button and say that I think Sony is not like really caring about the consumers no, right now. Definitely not. not only they moved over to American headquarters and somehow putting too much focus on the American consumer instead of the Japanese consumers. Yeah. But also, they don't seem to be competitive and try to turn everything into the premium. Like, full games, even the digital store selling for like 70 quid exactly and some games you can pay it for cheap but it just seems as if you're encouraged to pay 70 uh quid or for some of the games there and now it just appears as if like there's now a price hike and now it's just not being respected by anyone no. as i brought up with the article which is posted on metro on 20th of august okay. it says here a reader is frustrated at Sony's decision to increase the price of a PlayStation 5 and argues it's a turning point in their rivalry with Xbox. So, I think it's just like... I think it's just a, the reason they did this price hike is because of the inflation yeah. and the cost of living, which means they have to like try to raise the price to be on level with the inflation. But this is a bad decision to do because... Well, I understand that when it comes to consoles, they don't get so much of a profit for each unit, yeah. but to increase the price of their system to like 150, it's just like, oh my gosh, like if it's everything has to be scaled to inflation. Because I found the chart that the Sega Saturn Master System, yeah. if it uses like inflation for the few years ago, it would be worth 550 quid back in like 1985, I think. Yeah. Well, the PlayStation Five is already profitable. It already has, and it, and it was, and it was making, it's making, it's making bank here. It's making loads of money, and it's like inflation. It's like, oh, we gotta, we gotta change the price for inflation everywhere except America, where we actually might be having a competition with Xbox. It's basically, it's wait, not America. No, so it's everything else in America where it. Increases in price everywhere in the world has gone up in price except the United States of America. We've got an extra thirty pounds well, that... on top of our four hundred and fifty, which is ridiculous. Yeah, that's pretty much proves the point because you can now like get like you can order the PlayStation Five by invitation only. Otherwise, you have to get it in a bundle. Yeah, and now you can get it. That can like go above like five hundred quid or even like six hundred quid. So it just seems as if you, with that kind of money, you pay for the iPad Pro at the low base spec. Yeah, it's I mean, like 
This is the first console in well, first console ever, unless you count the Oculus like the Oculus uh, VR. The first console ever to go up in price after launch. This console's been out for years and it's actually gone up in price. Like every usually when it gets to two or three years into a console life cycle, the price goes down. I don't understand how they can pr they can justify putting the price up. It's it's maddening, and, and I said, if 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 they put the price up in every country, that'd be one thing. But the fact that they put it up everywhere except America, proving that they can afford not to do it, uh, is shocking to me. And it's also like just basically saying, "F you" to all the customers outside of the United States. Like if you're a Jap like the Japanese customers are not happy, uh, European customers are not happy. We're not like it's not a good look. And uh, as I said, I feel like they've gone. I feel like Jim Ryan is just Don Matrick in the disguise. You know, like the end of Scooby-Doo when they take their mask off. I feel like someone takes the mask off uh, Jim, Ryan's, uh, Jim Ryan and there'll be Don Matrick underneath. I swear they're the, they're the same person. They're both, like, they're both just greedy idiots. Uh, I, I feel like Jim Ryan needs to be fired like, straight away because PlayStation was so, doing so much better without him in charge. I, I can't stand him. He's so anti-consumer. And like they need, they need a Phil Spencer in PlayStation. And I know people are gonna be like, "Oh, you're an Xbox fanboy." It's like, well, I own a PlayStation. I have a PS Five, and I'm not happy with their business practices at all. And even though I own one, <laughs> so maybe I'm the problem. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm the problem. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you'll be pleased to know that there's already some healthy stock of the Xbox Series X. And you can now get it from several retailers. And not it doesn't look as if you can easily get it on its own on Amazon. But you can get it for like 450 quid, which is like £100 cheaper than the, a typical PlayStation 5. Yeah. Or you can get uh, an Xbox Series S for like 250 quid. Mad. So, Wait. I mean, there's, there's plenty of stock there. Yeah. So why go for the PlayStation 5? If you can get the Xbox. I mean, I know we're an Xbox podcast, so we're going to say this anyway, but it's such good value for money. I don't understand why you wouldn't buy one. Get the Series S and Game Pass, and you're good. For, like, for, that's it. All you need is Game Pass and the Series S, and you've got so many games to play. Like, you should try that Prey game that I've been playing, or you should try and play some Halo Master Collection, or Halo Infinite, or Forza Horizon 5. And then next year, we got Redfall, we got Starfield, we got Minecraft Legends. We've got Forza Motorsports. We got Diablo Five. There's so many cool things coming to Xbox next year, and there already is a load of really good stuff to play on an Xbox. I don't understand why you would pay this premium price for a PS Five when it's not a premium product, as far as I'm concerned. It's it's. What's interesting though is PlayStation Five. You can buy certain like ssd chips that you can replace in playstation 5 with yeah so if you're after like xbox and you want to get more games for it unless we're talking about xbox one games which you can get an external disc for yeah the expansion cards one terabyte is just below 200 quid yeah so cards are not great. you have to be prepared to like hot swap all the games out Unless you decide to get a card to put more games on. Yeah. But I feel this is going to be an Xbox 360 situation where you start with 20 gigabytes of hard drive, yeah. but now you get 120 gigabytes. And now, you, like, once you get to Xbox One, you get like 500 gigabytes of hard drive space. Yeah. 
and that's when the digital games started to kick in. Now we need like one terabyte in order to get a lot of our favorite games. On. Yeah, I mean, I have a ter- one terabyte. Obviously, Xbox Series X comes with one terabyte. Uh, I have an external hard drive that I plugged into the back of it, which you can't play Xbox Series S and X games on off the hard drive. But you could just put them on there. So, so if you want to move stuff around and put like basically back everything up to a hard drive and just move it back and forth instead of downloading it all over and over and over again. So, for example, you bought, you download Call of Duty for 100 gigabytes and then you're like, oh, I don't want to play Call of Duty anymore. I'm going to clear some space up. Put it onto your other hard drive. Just move it. And then when you want to play Call of Duty again, just move it back to your it's, it's internal. So you can buy an external hard drive for quite cheap and just you won't be able to play games off it. But that's my that's my workaround with it. Um, I honestly think that Xbox is the best value in gaming, though. I don't know. It, I know that's like a cliche. <laughs> But if you get Game Pass, there's just so much good stuff to play for just £10 a month. And then you can also keep getting Game Pass by just playing it and getting uh, Microsoft points. You get Microsoft points by just using your Xbox and you can use them to buy more Game Pass. And you can literally just play Game Pass forever and not pay a penny after you've bought it. After you paid it, bought it like once, you can just keep topping it up by playing games <laughs> it's, it's it's amazing it's such a good service and there's so many good games on there and there's going to be even more good games especially with Activision I guess added there's going to be so much to play on there you're not going to be able to find the time to play everything you want to play on Xbox when Activision comes out I, I don't understand the price hike of Playstation what I don't understand more than that is people who defend the price hike of Playstation I don't understand why you would be on their side for this one i feel like they're being greedy and it's being obvious that they're being greedy because they are still making a fortune they don't need this extra income and they're just passing on stuff to the customer like who are already struggling to buy a console and then you were been sold into the room by putting the price up it's 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 maddening like i know people who be wanting to buy a ps5 since day one and now they they still haven't been able to find one and now they're gonna have to pay a premium it's crazy. I mean, what do you think? Well, it's just... I mean, Sony's already been anti-consumer, and I think it's just, like, tries to please the American audience so much, whereas, like, with Europe, is currently where the PlayStation is top in this region. Yeah. And Japan is, like, not familiar with Xbox. And tends to go for Sony, but you'll be interested in Japan, which I imagine the Britain's gonna follow suit along with Europe. Is like they're gonna be so interested in like getting a Nintendo Switch, and now you get lots of OLED OLED versions, and you can get them for like three hundred quid. But I think it's just making sense that if you haven't owned a Switch before, you can go one for one of those because you get upgrades from when you play on handheld. Yeah. Or you can get a Switch Lite 2. So I think what's happened is that I doubt that anyone would be interested to get um, a Xbox in response to the PlayStation. If they do decide to do that, then I'm not going to be surprised because... It's definitely getting people to buy more Xboxes. Oh, yeah. But they'll probably be more likely to get Nintendo Switches because it's a highly accessible platform compared to the Xbox because That's you true. can like play on a TV or you can play anywhere. 
I mean, that's a good point. I feel like the Switch... I mean, like it's almost like this is Golf now. You've got the Switch and the Xbox Series S, and then there's this massive chasm of price between the Xbox Series X, and then you've got to pay even more for a PS5. And it's like, if you want a game, there's so much easier ways of getting into gaming now. Switch is like the best get the gateway in, as you've said. But then also, if you had a, already have a Switch and you want to play the newest de- like Call of Duty and stuff, you get a Series S. You know, I, it, I, I honestly, if unless you're like a hardcore gamer like we are, who like play like everything, I do. I feel like playing getting a Series S is worthwhile. I think yeah, the Series S is a good alternative. I would, it, I, I, I play a lot of Xbox and I, 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 I sometimes get stuff on disc, but otherwise I would have. I think buying a Series S, I don't think I would mind having one of those. I mean, it's not a bad system whatsoever, especially for the price. I think it's definitely worth definitely worth looking into getting a Series S. If you haven't jumped into the next generation of Xbox, try and get a Series S. You might enjoy it. I think it's I think it's a really good system. If you're only going to play Game Pass, it's definitely worth worth getting. I think if, if you're just going to play Game Pass, and you don't have a 4K TV, or you don't care about 4K, just get an S. I think that's that's your best bet. Um, definitely best. Not only that, money. it's also very good for cloud gaming. Like if no. you get the Xbox Game Pass. The cloud gaming is now like sustainable, so you can like play on like different devices. But Series S is, should be enough for it, because exactly. chances are you're not going to get a super fast connection for it. No, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I love my I love my Xbox, and I have a PlayStation Five, and I'm like, I barely use it anymore. Honestly, I'm probably gonna get I'm probably gonna play God of War on it, but. The majority of my gaming is on the Xbox, and I feel like it is the best system on the market. And I don't think the price is justified for PS5. I don't think that extra price is justified. It's not worth it. It really isn't. I feel like you're better off buying a, buying a Series S and a Switch than buying a PS5. Buy both of those. Get a Series S and a Switch, and they're still cheaper than buying a PS5. I think you know, you'll, you'll be much, you'll enjoy yourself much more than buying a PS5. Because honestly, I have a PS5 and I barely use it. It's I, I play multiverses on it, which I can play on my Xbox, <laughs> and that's it really. <laughs> uh, I, I'm waiting for God of War. Apart from that, it's just collecting dust at the moment. My PS5. Uh, I almost regret buying it to be perfectly honest, because I, I play the Xbox so much more than I play the PlayStation. But then I, I say I regret buying it. I got it cheaper than everyone else is going to get it. Ha, ha, ha. I got it cheaper. <laughs> you all have to pay more than me. <laughs> yeah. I'm just messing. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much, that was the topic of the show. I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about when it comes to this? Yeah. Um, I don't think I had much to say, but yeah. I just feel like as much as a lot of people people are enjoying the PlayStation and some, a lot of them are like even the PS we trust I think they're just so sticking to their guns with the PlayStation yeah. and it just even goes far as like thinking, oh I own the PlayStation 5 before uh, it just went up in price so therefore I got it for a really good value yeah, and whereas so. others have been like being patiently waiting for the stock to like be restored yeah. and haven't had a chance to get it it just means they get even more pissed off and they have to shed out 40 quid more. And it just it seems as if 
they're going to need more money for it. Yeah. But even so, the cost of living is just going to mean like uh, people may not be able to afford such game consoles like those. Yeah. And Switch is by far the cheapest for like 300 quid, and that's only for the LED model. Yeah. So unless they go into the computer exchange and get an older Switch in, then they're pretty much left in the dirt and have to find some ways for cheap entertainment instead of like having to shell out lots of money for like games consoles. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I know the winter is going to be so difficult and it's projected to be just as worse since in like 2008 or 2009. But even so, it's just like, I don't know. But it's going to be a challenge either way. And I don't know if the PlayStation 5's price hike is going to affect everybody. No. But I know it's going to piss off certain gamers. And pretty much like a huge gotcha moment for like some Xbox uh, owners too. Yeah. But I think it's just going to change people's opinions on how they get their game systems. Yeah. I mean, I've I don't understand the uh, the the fed into your plastic box of your life kind of attitude that some people have. Like some people defending PlayStation's price hike. I don't get it. Uh, at the end of the day, it's a plastic box that is made by a multi-million dollar company who's gonna, who are already making money. If Xbox did this, I would be just as pissed off, if not more pissed off. Uh, I feel like you should hold these companies accountable for when they do stupid things. And I feel like X, PlayStation is getting this reputation of being a very greedy company as ever since Jim Ryan's took over. Um, I, want, I want to like PlayStation and I'm getting really pissed off at them like at the beginning of the as i said the last generation when the xbox one went to shit and Don Matrick was like drm you could we have a console for you it's called the xbox 360 and you'll have to pay 100 quid for the connect all that crap i was like no fuck you i'm not buying i'm not buying your xbox with all that crap uh and i feel like the PlayStation, a lot of playstation gamers are like oh yeah I'll pay an extra 30 quid. I'll pay an extra 10 quid to upgrade my games. I'll do this. I'll do that. It's just like, you know, hold them responsible for this stuff. Be like, try and be like, you know, we want to be, we want good consumer practices. And I feel like there's a lot of anti-consumer stuff going on for PlayStation this generation. And I don't like it. And it really makes me not a fan of PlayStation. And I want to be a fan of PlayStation. I want to like all three of my plastic boxes. <laughs> I, 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 like, and I, and I, I don't like my PlayStation at the moment. I feel like their company is going down the wrong path. They're going to the dark side. And they need to be... Someone needs to slap them. Like, Jim Ryan, sort your shit out. Um, <laughs> well, I think that... I'm not getting a PlayStation 5 anyway. Because... It's it's big. It is big. I may make up some space for it because I've got a good TV stand for it. But even say that there's not going to be a lot of games for it. And also, the price is just like not so good. I mean, I would rather like spend my money on the PlayStation 4 again and play it. And it would be a pro edition so I can like get 4K because. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of reasons to get the PlayStation 5 before I got everything I need on the Xbox. Plus, I've been playing less and less games than before. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be writing more. I'm getting more interested in my book. So therefore, it would be silly for me to get to get a PlayStation 5 when I should be using my budget for, say, getting a new Mac, 
Mac Mini Studio or yeah. Mac Mini or even like an iPad Pro. Yeah. But not a PlayStation 5 when there's not likely to be used a lot. I, I but yeah. But I think the I think the biggest problem with like Sony at the moment is just they're trying to make sure they want to appeal to the uh, the American audience because at the moment you, they have a lot of Xboxes in their homes, but at the same time they just like treat they throw European and Japanese, what well, in fact Asian players under the oh, bus, yeah. and and they just like been trying to focus so much on the American market that they just don't really care about the other markets, and I think that's just going to make them uh, suffer so much. It's not going to be as bad as the Sega Saturn era, where Sega's been so desperate to push the Sega Saturn out and rushed it, only to become a less relevant. Yeah. Or whether there's just a PlayStation, like, trying to, like, try to appeal to the American market without, without uh, a lot of consideration for other markets, too. It's just like as if they've been so self-important on this thing. Yeah. I mean, I, so... Every generation of console, I've bought all the consoles pretty much at some point. Uh, so I've bought the PS5, and I pretty much what you just said pretty much sums it up. I've barely played it, honestly. Uh, the games I've played the most on it are Ghost of Tsushima, which is a PS4 game, Spider Man, which is a PS4 game, <laughs> and uh, God of War One, which is also a PS4 game. I have a couple of PS5 games, exclusive ones, like uh, Returnal and stuff, but I've barely played them. Uh, my PlayStation really is just collecting dust. It's, it's, it's not just me saying it figuratively. I'm looking at it, and there's dust on the top of it. I need to wipe it over. Uh, it's not it's not <laughs> being used at all. I rarely use my PS5 now. Uh, the Xbox is my go-to console, just mainly because of Game Pass. And I know, I know we're an Xbox podcast, so I'm going to be biased, but I try and, I try and feel like I'm not gonna be too, i'm trying not to be biased and i i want to like my playstation more i just don't i the price is it's not worth the price at the moment i don't think unless it's like you really 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 want to play horizons horizon forbidden west which i've played like an hour of and i got bored of there's not many games on there that's worth buying a ps5 for you better off buying a ps4 as you just said because most of the good games are on PS4, like Ghost of Tsushima and Spider-Man and Ghost of, uh, God of War. God of War Ragnarok should be cool, but it's also coming to PS4, so you can play it on PS4 4 anyway. Um, there's not really anything PS5 exclusive that is worth buying it at this moment in time. I think Spider-Man 2 is the first game I'm going to be really hooked on that's a PS5 exclusive, and that's just because I'm a Spider-Man fan. Um... I feel like there's that. I mean, there's 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 games for the PS5, but there's nothing that's I feel like essential, honestly. And I know there's there's probably not much of this essential on Xbox either. But having a having Game Pass and having a system that's 4K but has has options hundreds and hundreds of games to play, I feel like Xbox is a better value proposition. Uh, even if you just get the Series S, you know, I don't. Yeah, I don't feel like you should buy a PS5 at this moment in time, honestly. Especially with the price hike, I, I, it's it's mad, it's mad, and I want to, I want to recommend the PS Five. I want to, but I, I, I kind of regret buying it, honestly. Uh, yeah, I should have just got a Steam Deck or wait, or got a laptop. It's better than the one I got. I said buy the PS Five, honestly. <laughs> buy an Xbox, guys. 
as I said, if, if you want if you want to buy a PS5 that desperately, just buy a Switch and buy a Series S. And it costs the same price to have both consoles. <laughs> get get the <laughs> Series S and Switch. Buy both. And then you can play all your Nintendo games and all your <laughs> Xbox games and you're just gonna miss out on what? God of War Ragnarok. Whoop do you do? You can play it on PS4 anyway. <laughs> like Oh man. Anyway, sorry, we got off on a tangent there, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I feel like I honestly feel like you it's not worth it for you to buy a PS five. Unless it's like no, maybe maybe all. strays about the only game I would think that you would really want. I know, I know you like Europe. But you can get it on the PC as well. Oh, there you go, then. There you go. Then, then, then it's not worth it. <laughs> and it could well be a time exclusive. So, therefore, it could be coming to Xbox or even the Switch. And when that happens, I'll see if I can get it. So, let's see. See if they actually updated it. Hmm. But, yeah, it's just said it's been listed as a console exclusive for a limited time. So. You never know. You never know. The game could arrive on the Switch or Xbox soon. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like, yeah, I've, I feel like we ranted a lot about this greedy PlayStation stuff, but yeah, I feel like, as I said, get a Series S and a Switch. See, <laughs> just get both. And then you, you have access to every game available apart from the PlayStation exclusive, which I honestly, I'm not, I haven't been blown away by. The, the, my favorite PlayStation exclusives are Spider Man and Ghost of Tsushima. And both of them are PS4, so <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I've rambled a lot here tonight today. So um, I mean, that's pretty much it for the podcast. Unless you wanted to talk, there's never anything else you wanted to mention before we let before we leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we good. So thank you guys for what. Yeah. You got, thank you guys for watching uh, Xbox the Box. We had this was a bit of a rambly episode. I think this might be my our probably our most controversial episode yet. Uh, we're slagging off PlayStation quite considerably, and uh, also I don't like Liverpool Football Club, and also I don't support English football or English rugby teams. <laughs> we're getting ooh, ooh, we're gonna get a lot of hate for this one. <laughs> This is going to be the most, the most disliked episode in Xbox The Box history. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments below. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe. We're, already, we're still quite new here. We want to try and build up the channel. and We want to build an audience and just keep going. And We're going to try and be, do this as frequently as possible. Try and do it every week if we can. Obviously, we do have lives outside of this podcast, but we're going to try our best to keep it going. Um, <laughs> and, and hopefully you guys will subscribe and follow us. Uh Obviously, we're on a new channel, which you guys probably would have found by now. But if not, just come, come subscribe. Jump over to Xbox The Box on YouTube. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, anything else you want to say before we go? Nope. Nope. All right. Thank you guys for watching. And until next time, too sweet. It is, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the X Marks the Box podcast. Follow us at X Marks Box on Twitter or X Marks the Box on YouTube. And follow us on all audio podcast services. Thanks for listening.